How did I sound? You sounded good. Wonderful. <laughs> Erica actually sounded low, which was surprising. Wow. Yeah. It must have been turned down to like point one. I am very loud. <laughs> one of your best qualities. I like to think so. 75% Polish. 100% Italian. When I worked at Panera, they'd put me on the expediter. Uh, but then they'd take me off because I, if someone didn't wasn't like waiting there for their food when I called their number, I'd just start screaming it like as loud as I could so you could hear me through the entire restaurant. So it was just like it's lunchtime. We got a lot of orders. Pick up your fucking food. That People in general time. are just awful. Like anytime I go, I'm somewhere and like. I see people take more than 30 seconds to check out. I'm like, what, what are you fucking doing? You you scan the stuff. It's not that difficult. You pay. It's very easy. You leave. You know what's needlessly pain in the ass, though, is the auto your self-checkouts at, say, a Jewel. Because if you have, like, one thing, it really doesn't matter. Because you scan the one thing, and you put it down, and you go to pay. If you have more than one thing, the system gets really upset if everything isn't in its proper place. Yes, it does. Like, it's very annoying. Oh, that needs to be in the bagging area. Why isn't it in the bagging area anymore? Where did it go out of the bagging <laughs> it's area? It's gone. It's like, I'm just trying to fucking pay. I just want to give you money and leave. Fuck. Jules is particularly egregious right now because the, on the pin pad, if you go through the normal checkout, you can enter your your phone number, and that gives you the rewards. They have that on the pin pad at the self-checkout, but for some reason, that doesn't work. So, like, you have to enter it on the touchscreen anyways. It's really annoying. We'll also say you shouldn't be going to the self-checkout if you have more than, like, five items. Unless you know what the fuck you're if doing. If you have a cart full of shit, you need to yes. go and have somebody handle that. Yeah, for don't, do not take a cart. The I other... would argue that you can take more than. You could take, like, probably up to 15 items as long as you know what the fuck you're doing. See, I think, like, there's not enough space in the bagging area, though, and then it's going to start going ballistic on you. Well, that's true, too. And here's but... the really annoying thing is I was just at Mariano's a couple days ago, because that's usually where I go to shop. They have, like, taken out like four of their normal checkouts and put in more self-checkouts. Yes. Which is like, what the fuck? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to see if you remember to do it. I know. I, no. I, I, well, our little... It's actually even better yeah. because he went to do it and you started talking again. <laughs> and when he went to do it... <laughs> I thought he was actually going to have an aneurysm, like like a vein. Might I saw it. I saw it. it like a great. vein might explode in his brain because he was like, <laughs> "Choke on your introduction." I have more to say. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us today, special guest in her own home, losing her mind as we speak. Usually, Erica. Hi. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you. Self-checkout. Fuck that shit. That's Hire relatable. more workers, piece of shit. That's relatable. Self-checkouts. I hate them. I don't think self-checkouts should exist. I think they're stupid. It's really just a reason to get rid of employees. It's cheaper. Yes. Well, I mean, let's not forget. The best thing, though, is when there's no checkout at all. Thank you, Amazon. Go. 
Fuck Amazon, man. Did you see Bill Gates is the richest person in the world again? Oh, uh, yeah. Jeff him. Bezos probably killed 15 people today. Is he getting the sweats? The murder sweats? How is Bezos even in the running anymore after he had to give half his shit to his wife? That's how ex-wife? rich he is. That's how much fucking money that asshole had. <laughs> she had the right idea. I'll mm. just get divorced. Oh, yes, I'll take half of that. Well, Thank you. If you know you're getting in on that ground floor, but how do you know that's coming? Maybe it was a Biff Tannen situation where she had the uh, almanac mm. and she just knew. That's smart. So how oh, did, yeah. how Is did, that the situation with Bob? Or you? Wait, which way, which way is it? Which one of you is going to be filthy rich and then when you're 60, divorce the other? 60? 60? That's so, like, that's exhausting. To but how old 60. are they? Aren't they like 50? I have no idea. I would assume they're like in their 50s. I, I don't no know. Clue. Yeah, but they're like rich, so they've got like, they're like murdering mm. virgins and bathing in their blood. So Sure, like sure. They've got the, the life force. They're using the, um, what's the machine where they cycle the blood out of your body? Oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. What the fuck is it called? It's the Jupiter ascending machine. <laughs> I can't remember. But yeah, they're cycling the They're that, cycling out their old dying blood yeah, with you young go. person exactly. blood. Exactly. So they're, they're fine. Yeah, Alex. They're fine. Yeah, they're they're fifty, but they're actually thirty five. Exactly, and they're just gonna keep doing it, and it's just gonna be like, kind of a vampire type situation. So this this actually makes me think of because, you know, um, that douchebag that funded um, Hulk Hogan's uh, lawsuit yeah. against Peter Gawker, Thiel, Peter I Thiel. Believe is his mm-hmm. name. His his big kick is finding a way to find immortality. Um, and he spends like a crazy amount of money on it. Is that it. really like a thing? Oh yeah, among the super rich, that's a, that's a definitely a thing. But I, and I understand because then maybe you could actually spend all of the money you have. But as Queen asked, who wants to live forever? Here's the thing: the people let's with say, hundreds of billions of dollars. Let's say you succeed. Okay, you succeed in finding immortality. You are now public enemy number one. Somebody is going to kill you. And chop your body up into little pieces. I mean, Not if I they don't s- know. You have to move through history like a vampire. You have to keep it quiet. Where you, how no do one you knows do that you- as a billionaire? Well, that's the thing, though. You can't be showy. You got to be if you, quiet billionaire. But if you die, and then you just go underground for fifty years, and then you can like, you can resurface. You can resurface one day. And just like have a beard or get some plastic surgery or something. And no one's going to know who the fuck you are. Oh, people are dumb. Just come looking exactly yeah. the same way. In 50 years, you're going to be able to change your DNA and you'll just look different. You'll be like, it's like, it'll be Jeff Bezos and said it's, you know, Josephine Bezos now. Or there'll be like some cybernetic like enhancements that you could do. We could move in a cyborg type direction. I, 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 I appreciate the cyborg direction. I appreciate. I really enjoy the cyborg I don't want to see in the future. I don't want to go to the cyborg direction. I want to be. I want it to be like you change your DNA and your body just changes. See, but both sound painful. Which is the least painful? I think changing your DNA and just being still a person and not an android. Yeah, but have you ever seen uh, American Werewolf in London? Have you seen that transformation sequence? It just looks painful. Yeah, but there was a, only got to do that like there once. was a goosebumps way back in the day where the parent, where like the the one teacher like transformed into a monster, and then they brought the kids brought him to the parents' house, and the parents transformed into shit and killed him. And I, was, I just always saw that. And I was like, any kind of transformation just seems that looks painful as shit. Painful. Like look at Zarbon. That transformation Zarbon did that looked painful. 
in like the least possible way though because we've seen some transformations like when, when the thing infects you and your body is transforming because of the thing yeah that looks very painful yes you ever seen the thing alex no. Oh, it's a great movie. I it's think. A great movie. I think the transformations. To your point, the transformations that look the worst are the ones where, like, a human turns into a werewolf. Yes. Because your bones have to break to make it happen. Correct. That seems like a bad time. <laughs> Hardly seems ideal. Now, the good transformations are where your hair starts glowing yellow or gold or however you want to look at it, and maybe just grows out a little bit or gets like more straight up and down spiky. And you get more muscular. Those are the fun transformations. Oh, yeah. yeah that doesn't now, look you, painful at you all. You only have to, you know, let your best friend get murdered. He didn't let him. It happened. <laughs> he came wished back. He came back. Yeah. If you live in the Dragon Ball universe, you don't die forever. I would also say the afterlife there doesn't seem that bad. If you were a good person, yeah. If you were a good person, right. Yeah, you're going you're down to chilling. Hiffle, then it kind of sucks. You're just chilling with your body, <laughs> Hiffle. <laughs> Nice. Home for infinite losers, baby. It does ask a, it does beg a question though, like seventy years seems definitely too short a time for a lifespan. Yes. But what is but like if it's too long. What's too long? Because it, there's the the other part of it is the reason humans take risk is because we will die at some point. No matter what you no matter what we do, you will die at some point. So there's value that you know it's worth it to take a risk if you're never gonna die or you're gonna you have the potential to live for a thousand years you're not gonna take risk because there's too much to lose so what's the right amount of lifespan where should we get yeah but to? if you're gonna live forever you also have infinite chances so you have you have unlimited opportunity here's the other like thing though but just like go real quick ahead, if you're a vampire let's say you're a vampire and you were born in the 1900s you were born 1902 okay sure. if you just get to live forever i'm i'm not laughing at you i'm laughing at the fact that we had a long we we all had topics to talk about today <laughs> yeah we'll get to it this, it's whatever this was not on the list this at all this is the show bob <laughs> this is the show this is why subtle interference is the backbone of TeamPumaKnife.com. You can't you can't talk about this on uh, Beyond the Red Waste, which doesn't exist anymore because that show's dead. It's gone. You can't talk about this on After the Movie. No. 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 We have to talk about fan fiction on that show, so that yeah. takes up a lot of our time. Yeah. But your this point, is, Alex. Yeah. So, anyways, let's say you're born in 1902. You're a vampire. You're gonna live forever, assuming someone doesn't stake you. Okay. Yes, you know, you're probably going to have some times of your infinite life where you're fucking bored. Oh, sure. That's going to happen. Of course. But you're going to get to see civilization change over and over and over again. And also, we're kind of think of it just like, oh, I'm just going to hang out in Lombard for a thousand years. No, right. you're going to travel. You're the world. You're going to see different well, things. Because you would Especially have if you're filthy rich. Oh, yeah. You can just go wherever you want. You could be like, oh, I'm going to... Maybe if you're a vampire, you decide, hey, I'm going to try to go to Saudi Arabia and do something to improve this place. Or maybe I'm going to go to India and just hang out and hang out with Gandhi for a while, you know? like Zombie Gandhi, who has yeah. who's been reincarnated. Sure, sure, sure. Come back from the You grave. know what? Yes. I'm just, I'm just know, throwing know, updates. I know, I know. But my point is, I think you can find stuff to do. 
Well, because you couldn't stay, like, take the Lombard example. You couldn't be like, it's like, oh, our neighbor doesn't age. Our neighbor is just been right. like... Right, you'd have to move on. 30 forever. No, you would have to move around. What I was going to posit was I would prefer there be some sort of Highlander scenario where there is an element of, like, danger to it. You mm. might have, like, Clancy Brown trying to hunt you down and cut your head off to gain all of the power. Mm. Have you seen Highlander, Alex? I have not. Alex! The movie's great! <laughs> At least I've watched The Challenge. You have watched The Challenge. But fuck this season of The Challenge. No, we're not talking about that yet. Ugh. Anyway. Ugh. Well, ah! we, we, we can't talk about The Challenge until it's basically our last topic. Otherwise, we lose our listener. <laughs> he gets quite upset. <laughs> Is he actively get upset? He just won't listen. He just won't watch the show, Erica. I don't understand. He's just that. a stubborn asshole. Which I can respect, because like somebody tells me, "Oh, you really got to watch this." I'm like, "Fuck you! Don't tell me what to do." That's like the first thing that comes into my like hind brain. But it's it's so good. This season isn't, but it's like overall is so good. The season still has its moments, but <sighs> but here's the thing. Okay, here's the, we don't we aren't starting on no, this yet. Not, but not. I will just say. Every single person who I've ever gotten to watch the challenge, somehow they managed to watch 20 seasons in the next year. So I think that pretty much sums up the show. Like, if it was bad, it would be like, oh, I watched three episodes and I never watched it again. Right, right. I checked it out. wasn't for me. Moved on. Yeah. This isn't like that. This is like, oh, I just lost my life. I would, I would like to take a brief interlude to talk about how we put Bob the Dog's toy in a tote, bag, a tote bin and he cannot get to it and he is the most frustrated. Look at him. He's so, I feel bad about it. <laughs> no, we're like looking over there and he's like, hey, fuck faces. Can you please grab me my toy? And we're like, no. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> They'll look up and shout, save us. And we'll look down. And say no. Here, we could talk about this right now, since we're kind of in the, in the vicinity of it. In the realm. Did you see that avclub.com did a top 100 shows of the 2010s? I'm sure most of it was wrong. <laughs> well, we're not going to go over the whole list. No, you got to hit me with the top 10. Basically, it was it's not necessarily shows that started in the 2010s. It was if it if they had episodes that aired in the 2010s. I don't know that I agree with that. Okay, well, nonetheless, that's what they did. The premise is flawed. Okay, good. Well, it. but, okay, look at, look at, okay, so the number one is Breaking Bad. But look at Breaking Bad. It started in 2008 and ended in 2013. So if you do a best of the 2000s, it can't be in there. Yeah, I guess If you do fair. a best of the 2010s, it can't be in there based on your... I guess that's fair. That's fair. I didn't think it through, Alex. Okay. <laughs> so number one, Breaking Bad. Number two, Mad Men. Number three, Atlanta. Number four, Parks and Rec. Number five, The Americans. Number six, The Good Place. Number seven, The Leftovers. Number eight, Bob's Burgers. Number nine, 30 Rock. Number 10, Fleabag. I've been so, told I need to watch Fleabag. I am happy Bob's Burgers is on that list. So just off the bat, I will say number four, Parks and Rec. Way overrated. That's that's a redonkulous overrated. Disagree. Maybe a little maybe it shouldn't be in the top ten, but I do thoroughly enjoy that show. Yeah, I agree. I think What's mm. not in the top ten you feel should be in there? Oh my god. I'd have to start thinking about shows that came out. So that's let's the come hard back. thing about let's that. Come back. about looking at the timeline. Let, right? Let's come back to that question. But I would just say 
I feel in general both Mad Men and Breaking Bad are way overhyped. I, I was going to say I enjoyed what I watched of Mad Men. I didn't get to see the last half of season six, I think it was. Whatever that last season was, because it wasn't on Netflix when I was doing my watch. Um, I enjoy John Hamm. I think he's great in the role, and Elizabeth Moss is really good on that show too. But when you're looking at it, what I was always John, thought what it, was John Hamm's character's name? Don Draper. Yeah, John Don Draper. Thank you. I was completely drawing a blank. So I just I felt like a lot of the show was just Don Draper is an asshole. That, and that was no, like the show. And that was like every episode. And after a while, that does get repetitive. Oh yeah. Like he never learned anything. No. I see. I I didn't watch Mad Men. Uh, I tried to, and it didn't, didn't really do it for you. Didn't work for me. I Breaking Bad though. I think that. Well, should it be number one? I don't know, but I think for the Ozymandias episode alone, well, I what I you can make an argument. What I appreciated about Breaking Bad is the way it evolved over the course of the seasons. Um, I thought it kept to, you know, a correct number of you know a good number of seasons. It didn't, didn't overstay its welcome, and you know the the evolution, not necessarily of the character of Walter White. But of how they portray, or how they showed him, because I mean that's the whole the whole arc with the whole thing with with Walter is that he's always been a horrible person. He just was kind of contained. Well, this is the issue you get into with a lot of shows like that. People watch them the wrong way. You're not supposed to root for Walter White. No, you're not supposed to root for Don Draper. You're not supposed to root for Tony Soprano. They are horrific human beings. You're not supposed to. Root I think for you're them. supposed to root for their continued success and evil well you enjoy because uh, you enjoy watching the show but you're not supposed to be like yo that's the guy that's why i want to model you're not supposed to think they're after. a good person right i'm scrolling down this list a little bit and i'm starting to remember shows now and i will say though the issue with with what i was just saying is that a lot of people watch those shows then are like oh their wives are these horrific shrews because they're being like, you're a horrible human being in what you're doing. <laughs> that is how the wives are often portrayed. Yes. But it's kind of like a lot of the comedies that were on for a long time, like your Everybody Loves Raymond or you have the um, true wife. King of Queens. Yeah. Well, not even that. It would just be like the husbands in every show would be portrayed as complete buffoons. And the wives were like the only ones whose brains were functioning of the whole cast. I mean, that was a lot of those shows. I will say that's also so, very it, insulting. But in a, lot, in a lot of ways, it was like the women are the only ones who can think. That would be a lot of those shows. Well, the problem with those shows, too, with the exception of, I would say, like, I think Everybody Loves Raymond and uh, King of Queens. I thought the attractiveness ratio to husband to wife was like, okay, I can, I can see this. In some of those shows, you get the wife coming in and you're like... She's like a supermodel. No fucking chance in hell. Like, stop it. Just <laughs> you're not, stop. You're not this funny. Like, that's... No. Stop it. Get the fuck out of here. So, I mean... So, this is still running, but they have Better Call Saul at 15. Between the two Vince Gilligan shows, I prefer Better Call Saul. I think it's a better show of the two. I only watched the first season. I really liked it, and I just never went um, back to it. I mean, just off the top of my head now, for for comedies where you're going to rate stuff... Bob Odenkirk is great, though. I'd put It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia as maybe the number one comedy. Is that on that list? Yeah. Where? Mm, 
I'll, I'll, well, Veep's at 20, and Veep's very good as well. Brooklyn Nine-Nine's at 22, which is also very good. When did this list come out? I can't like, find it. Just search for just search for AV Club Top 100. I was just talking to somebody this morning. Uh, my friend came to see the baby, and I was like, you need to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, that, that show is one of the only shows that I can remember where the cast was perfect, like perfectly gelled right from the beginning. Yes, f- first episode. That show is hilarious from go. It's Always Sunny is at 36. Mm. And having it behind, I mean, like... Should be higher. It's hard because I like, I really like Veep. I really like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, well, here lies t- the problem they with have, doing... They have New Girl in there before It's Always Sunny. New Girl is not as good as It's New Always... Girl. I mean, New Girl is a funny show, but it's not the consistent hilarity of it's always sunny did you watch this week's episode i'm behind oh, so okay. no it's been a pretty good season there's um, some stuff i like i'm starting from the top here and here's another problem with this list is that um it's there it should be broken into genre um because like number 94 is last week or 92 is last week tonight with john oliver there's, I don't think that should be on a list like this. Right. Um, Though I will argue for this last week's episode alone, I, Erica loves her herself some last week tonight. But that's not... Yeah. It, I also think the problem you run into with a list like this, of like the funny... What is it? The funniest or the best? Just the best. I, I think you need to limit yourself. It's like doing the, the PWI fucking... Top one hundred. Well, well, that's a kayfabe. That's a kayfabe. That's a kayfabe list, though. No, I understand that, but you get to a point where a list is so long that it's just like you're just throwing names at. Right. You never. You're never going to have complete agreement, of course, and everyone has their own taste. Which I don't expect there to be, but I'm just saying, as the person persons creating the list, at some point you're just like, yeah, just throw that there. I just. I guess because in my mind the shows that people always compare against each other the four shows that people compare against each other because they're very similar in a lot of ways are the sopranos mm-hmm. the shield mm-hmm. breaking bad mm-hmm. and the wire those are the wire is kind of different from the others but i would say the wire is the outlier there but though. they where's the, all no, the wires from i was gonna say where's that on your list there that's was, the, the some yeah, of the uh, those the, those yeah exactly but i mean I've always thought Breaking Bad is the clear number three of those, like, two shows between The Sopranos and The Shield. Um, well, we all I just, know what your number one is. I know, I know. But I've always thought the sh- I've always thought Breaking Bad is way overrated. Like, that show had some rough episodes. <laughs> like, that show was not perfect. I think Better Call Saul is way more it's like clearly a show being done by a, a team with a lot more experience now like better call saul is way better than breaking bad i mean they have justified at 21 justified's a great show um i lost it but they have halt and catch fire in here somewhere and that's another it's at 29 that's a better show than breaking bad even universe is at number 40 Game of Thrones got 30, and I think the reason it even is that high is because there were some great seasons, And but they acknowledge the show went off the fucking rails. Um, That's the problem with a list like this. Really, with any kind of list, even just making it for yourself, is it's so, so subjective. I think it's also a little <laughs> unfair to put 
a list together that includes stuff that's still airing versus stuff that's completed. Right, because you don't know how that's going to... Are they going to stick the landing, which I'm is so key. pleased that BoJack Horseman is at number 11. I mean, they have Glow at 45. That's way too but high. Then, There's but been like then three again, seasons. I mean, with the... Let's see, 30 Rock at number 9... Here's the thing, though. I will always love BoJack, no matter how they end it, but I do need to see how they stick it to see if it's going to be right. in the all-time great TV show conversation. Archer's 47. That seems... Honestly, I still watch Archer, but, man, that show got worse. I mean... I don't think we've watched since the Vice season. It, yeah. <laughs> I I didn't like... like, And in retrospect now, I know what they're doing because um, I spoiled it for myself, but I haven't watched anything since Vice because I thought Vice was stupid. I made Pam skinny. Um, but, yeah. And I realized she had a massive coke habit, and that'll happen when that happens, but... Eh. Yeah. No, those first couple seasons of Archer were. I'm just, sorry. I thought the funniest. Your I, authority is not recognized at Fort Kickass. I thought the one of the funniest gags they ever did was in, I believe, the pilot episode where um. It was like, wasn't it Archer holding? Uh, who's who's the woman who's always a love interest? Lana. Lana. Wasn't it like Archer holding Lana at gunpoint for some reason? And the guy who's trying, I can't remember all the context, but there was some guy who worked at the spy agency who was like a double spy or something. And he was trying to get out of there. And he, was, he was threatening to kill Archer's mother. Mm-hmm. And when he threatened to kill her, Lana just goes like, do you have an erection? <laughs> <laughs> well, the voice cast on that show was outstanding, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Archer's mom. I fucking love Archer's mom. It's amazing. Mallory. Oh, my God. And some of those, like, Archer's in a coma, we're going to do some crazy shit stuff. Some of those seasons were good, but most of them weren't. I'm trying to remember. Like, they just did one that was in space, and I think that one was pretty good, and that was the last one of them, um, because, I don't know, if you guys aren't watching, I guess I can do spoilers. Oh, you spoil the fuck out of it. You're fine. Um, at the end of this latest season, he finally wakes up from the coma. Yeah. And he's been in the coma for like five years or something like that. So, and the show is continuing. So we'll see what happens now. Um, that wasn't the end. I'm a little surprised to see Chernobyl as low on the list as it is at 77. That's the other problem is it's like stuff needs time to kind of like. Yeah, it needs to breathe. And, and breathe and kind of get soaked into the cultural consciousness. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it is interesting because going through the list, I did not see. Um, I think Chernobyl may be the only miniseries um, on there. Um, that I I personally thought that it was just a phenomenally well done show. I still haven't watched it, but um, you got to be in the right mindset for a show like that. Well, that, and that's why I didn't watch Better Call Saul. That's why I stopped watching The Handmaid's Tale. I saw that first season, and I was like. I'm good. I was. That's going to be a massive depression fest. Thanks. Yeah. I'm good. Well, like Breaking Bad, I really liked Breaking Bad. I thought it was very well done. And then the way they kind of marketed Better Call Saul was that, oh, it's going to be kind of goofy and funny. And then I got a few episodes in. And I was like, that is not what this show is. Um, and I was like, I, I just do not have the emotional... Um, capital capital to to go into another 
show like this. Not right now. Do you remember now. when we watched that Ozymandias episode for the first time? After that episode aired, it's like the third to last episode of the show. We were just sitting on the couch like, um, I think we need a shower. Jesus fucking Christ. Mm-hmm. Great episode of television, though. Yeah. You're goddamn right. Aww. Um, I was happy. I don't remember exactly where it was in the list, but I I was happy. I think um, Legends of Tomorrow was in like the 90s or something. There you go. Oh, and that's there. the only DC show on the list. Um, and, and Legends of Tomorrow is absolutely the best of the DC superhero shows. And every time you bring it up to people, they're like, it's all like the B characters and people no one knows about like the Atom. And it's like, but it doesn't matter. Fun, though, right? And the show's great. It is fun. It's like one of those shows where they do time travel. But there's no effort made to make any of it make sense, you know, which I think is really probably the way to handle time travel. There's two ways to go. You either set rules of what time travel is in your show or you just do random shit. So you're either Primer or you're Legends of Tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Primer was a time travel movie that is so meticulous in the way the time travel works. Mm -hmm. It's insane. And then you have stuff like you just referenced where it's just like. Yeah, there's time travel. And? <laughs> yeah, like shit affects history in weird ways. And some people die and some people don't. And, oh, if you're in the t- fucking time magical force when things change, you're unaffected by them and stuff like that. You know, it's just like random shit, but it's perfect I'm, for the I'm show. a little surprised not to see the People versus O.J. Simpson. That was really good. They do have the other one. What other one? The, the one ESPN did. That was also really good. I don't know which one was. I can't. I can never keep it straight. Well, that's the other thing, though. So that thirty for thirty. I don't know if it was a thirty for thirty that ESPN did about it or the six part miniseries. It's a documentary series. Mm-hmm. Should that be on a list of scripted television? Right. It was amazing. It was an amazing documentary, but I don't think it belongs on a list like that. And you know what? This whole list, I just realized, is fucking null and void. The challenge. The challenge isn't on there. It's fucking bullshit. These people are assholes. The challenge is too good for this list. Fucking right it is. The challenge would be number one on any list. (laughs) Even with this current shitty season. It's just so bad. We're gonna keep teasing it. This is like this is like a three hour version of Raw. We're just gonna keep teasing it until <laughs> we get to the end. But we will actually deliver on the shit we're teasing. <laughs> yes, yes. We won't bait and switch you. And also our viewership won't plummet by the end. It'll right, just hopefully go from, Dong will keep listening. It'll just go from like one to zero. <laughs> so it's really not that much of a Hey, loss. we have at least more than we at least have two listeners because I know your cousin listens. Shout out to Jenny. And um and uh Did you forget her fake name that you used on the podcast? No, yet? I'm trying to think of what a good new fake name would be. Hannah. Perfect. I know that Hannah has been listening to some episodes. Boom. Although she won't admit to it. She's been making references. No, it's it's more like she's like I might have listened to a few episodes and I was like, "Oh, really?" And she was like, "Yeah, but I won't ever admit that I did." Okay, I know. Whatever. The math <laughs> doesn't work out there. Was good. She meant to. Uh, she, meant to she meant to. She meant to other people. Burns, Null and Void. Haven't watched it yet. Like, it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's a solid adaptation. I drew Hannah in, by the way, with Stardew Valley in the challenge. Well, there you so. go. 
really, Alex, Alex, what else do you need? that is all you need. You know, I don't know if I talked about this last time, but we started doing the multiplayer in Stardew Valley. Cause I if, think we were talking about it when we were watching that's right, that's the right. AEW pay-per-view. Uh, and, and Erica, you are truly missing out. I mean... If there was ever a time to play Stardew Valley on the Xbox. Hopefully when I get a chance to like actually like be in my home for longer than four <laughs> hours at a clip without sleeping, maybe then I can jump into the valley. Excellent. You know, speaking of video games, uh, Microsoft had one of these like horrible like pseudo press conferences uh, in Europe the other day. And <laughs> well, first of all, the, the, the content was not horrible. They actually announced a lot of cool stuff. But they do the thing where they have all the people that are working for them, like do presentations or uh, interview people in a very robotic manner. And uh, I don't think it should be that hard to hire humans. I mean, in theory, no. I mean, I know like WWE has this issue, too, where everyone must be very robotic. Well, I mean, you get hired as a human, but then they put you through the uh, the Vince McMahoninator and it just it sucks the life right out of you. And that's what you're seeing on the television. You know, I was listening. This is. I'll just go on a tangent for a second because that's the show. But I was listening to Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez try to debate when was the last time Vince McMahon lived in the real world, and I think, <laughs> and I think their conclusion was maybe when he was twelve. Okay, that sounds about right. Because you would you would be like, oh well, no, but then you're like, no, wait, he's been in wrestling for a really long time. Yeah, because the they met he met his father when he was twelve, so that was the theory was that was the last time he lived in the real world. Did he not know who his father was before he was. No, 12? well, Vince McMahon isn't his birth name. He took that name. His his birth name, his last name is um his mother's his mother's maiden name. Interesting. Yeah. Vince McMahon did not have a fun childhood. Uh, not that it makes excuses. I was going to say that doesn't that doesn't excuse. I'm not I'm not trying to make any excuses, but if you go read about it, he uh, actually had a very interesting childhood. Um, his mother's boyfriend would beat him and his mother a lot. Well, so. that, that makes sense then. I yeah. mean, that that um, you can kind of see the A to Z there. Anyways, this Microsoft thing. So it wasn't like I said, it wasn't really a press conference. It was more like a Nintendo Direct. Uh, if you ever have watched one of those. Yes. Um, but much more robotic. <laughs> so one of the things that I saw that I thought you would be of interest, of interest to you, that is, is in, throughout 2020, you know all these Final Fantasies that are actually on the current consoles? Like not all of them, but I think it's like 6 through 15 or something like that. Because some of them have been remastered. They're all going to be being put on Game Pass throughout the next year. You know, I think I saw that, which is good, because there's a few in there that I'm due for a replay of. Um, and this like just keeps going down the line of basically Game Pass is just unbelievable. <laughs> like, I don't... Like, they announced a new Rare game. They announced a new uh, Obsidian game. They, they just keep... They announced, like, all these games are going to be coming in the next year. And then they announced to just murder any hope Google Stadia ever had. Which that <laughs> all the Game Pass games are going to be on xCloud. Yep. I was like, put a nail in that fucker. <laughs> Forget about Stadia. I still don't understand what they were thinking with Stadia. It, uh, you know, you'll sit there and you'll be like, what was the point of this? And it just... Well, I, I mean, there's an interesting point of it, but, you know, to uh, you know, the, the Ars post I sent you the other day, you know, even the game devs are like, we don't want to 
put money into something in porting a game to your service if you're just going to close it up in a few years. Like, there's no faith from anyone that a Google product is going to be around in a few years. No, and Microsoft seems way far ahead of Stadia. I mean, with xCloud. Because they have experience in gaming. Yeah. You know, they have experience in gaming and they have a cloud service. I mean, think about this. There are two major cloud services in the world. Amazon Web Services and Microsoft Azure. Google does not have a big cloud service like that. Now, they should. And I'm sure somebody could argue, will probably yell at me and say, yeah, Google has it. But nobody talks about it. No one uses it. Like, Microsoft, not only do they have the gaming experience, they also have the cloud experience. So if anyone's got the cloud to make game streaming work, it's Microsoft. Well, and also, Microsoft has the massive advantage of the box in your home. Yeah. So you can be at home and you could be playing, let's just take any Game Pass game, you could be playing Gears of War 5 in your house. And then you can go, oh, I'm going to random person's house or place. And now I'm going to play Gears of War 5 on xCloud on my phone. Oh, now I'm going back home. I'm going to play Gears of War 5 again. With Google Stadia, you can only play... It's like, oh, I can play on my Chromecast or whatever, but I'm still streaming it. I can play on my phone or whatever. I'm still streaming it. Right. There's no local way to play anything. And also, you, like you said, this could just vanish. So the chances of Microsoft, especially at this point with all they've been investing, just up and saying, oh, we're getting out of video games, extremely slim. Right. Google in three years getting and saying oh we're done with video games not very slim not very possible very very possible yeah and the stadia it's coming in hot i mean they did an ama the other day where they were basically like yeah um achievements aren't going to be ready at launch the buddy pass thing yep. isn't going to be ready at launch um essentially nothing's going to be ready at launch it's a total i mean it's funny because they don't appear to be calling it beta like they do with a lot of their stuff. This thing's a fucking beta. <laughs> I mean, well, this is a beta. And, and the, that's your pain for. Here, here, here's the thing: the buying to to get to even just to give it a try is going to cost you one hundred and twenty dollars because you need to buy your subscription and you need to buy a game. I'm well, not, and it's even worse than that because at launch. You can only play on that Founders Edition Google Chromecast that they're selling with that bundle. You can't even use any other Chromecast. So who's, like, who, who? There's, like, a couple thousand idiots who bought that package. People Those who, are, that's people the audience. People who fancy themselves as bloggers who have audiences, and and that's it. Um, Like, I, I, I would, like, genuinely, I am interested i really am but i'm not gonna drop you know what are we up to now 150 dollars just to try something when i've got a box two boxes downstairs that boxes really well the nintendo's its own thing and we have a computer yeah there's no there's absolutely no reason for us to purchase it and there's going to be some sort of price point on XCloud itself, and we don't know what that is yet. But 
if you want to use your they're going to you know also enable you to use your own xbox for game streaming right and that's not going to have an associated cost yeah they're going to make you they're going to charge you if you want to use their xbox at their data center Mm -hmm. but if you want to use your xbox you just get to use it so this is like their backwards i mean who knows what'll happen next generation maybe microsoft will come out to some gigantic lead and fuck everything up and you know do what the market leader always does which is all the anti-competitive stuff you know but right now microsoft is just like oh we've done another consumer friendly thing and here's another consumer friendly thing and here's five more consumer friendly things you know and hopefully it keeps going yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, Microsoft is creating a very desirable product. Um, they still don't have the games, which is... But that's what they bought all those studios for. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's going to take a little while to for the return on that. But, uh, you know, if... You know, Google Stadia seems dead on arrival. Um, and what, what Google would... Google the best thing Google could do would be to partner with Sony. And well that would be the best thing for Sony to do. Google doesn't really need it. Why Google even got into the space at all it boggles my mind. I really don't understand why they did. It Yeah, it just Microsoft in a lot of ways essentially to me, I feel like Microsoft is way ahead of Sony in virtually all ways except two things that really matter which is the number of consoles you've sold and first party output you know those are and and those are super important i'm not denying they aren't but i think microsoft is catching up though on first party output and when this new generation starts who knows what's going to happen i mean we got to see what the consoles are priced and what their power is relative to each other Mm -hmm. but Microsoft looks like they are poised to really take off. If um and especially if the Game Pass stuff keeps up because if say they're like, "Oh, here's the 5 10 games that are launching with the uh Xbox Infinity or whatever the fuck they call it, you know, Project uh, Scarlet. I'm just saying Infinity because that's what's Halo's called. But if they say like, "Oh, here's the 10 games that launch with Scarlet," And your whole Xbox One library is backwards compatible. And, oh, these 10 games that we're launching it with, you know, five of these are Microsoft IPs. They're all on Game Pass for free. It's going to be such a no-brainer, and it's going to be such an attractive package. It, it does make me wonder where where they're making their money, though. Well, here's another one that just doesn't make any sense, but apparently... Phil Spencer did an interview and someone asked him about the the business of this and he said Gears of War 5 sold better than Gears of War 4. Gears of War 4 was not on Game Pass and was not even the Game Pass wasn't even around. So a game that's free on Game Pass sold better than a $60 product that wasn't on Game Pass. I mean, does this shit make any sense? No. No. But if it's happening, and they're making the Game Pass money. Right. I I don't get it. I really don't. Um, and in Outer Worlds, again, Outer Worlds is on Game Pass. Now, it's also on PlayStation as well. But Outer Worlds was the number two selling game last month, only behind Call of Duty. So 
I mean, how much of those sales were on PlayStation versus Xbox? I don't know. But again, this is a Game Pass game that you could be playing for Game Pass free. Now, how does this shit make any sense? I don't fucking know. I do want to give but, Outer Worlds how, a try. But how does micro, how does WWE get a $500 million contract while their ratings crash? I don't fucking know, well, man. Well, Vince McMahon made a deal with Satan a very long time ago, Did Alex. Phil Spencer get in on that deal? Maybe he did. We don't know. Maybe. I've played a little bit of Outer Worlds, and I, you know, you know, you know, I did not like Fallout 3. I have not liked any Fallout games. Not your jam. I'm really enjoying Outer Worlds. Um... You know, I haven't been playing it probably like I'd like to because I've been playing Stardew or I've been playing a little bit of Destiny or whatever. But <clears throat> Outer Worlds is fun. Nice. And again, that's another studio that Microsoft has now. Well, I w- did they announce anything else of interest? Um, like I said, they announced some sort of rare game that looked pretty interesting. I mean, like, it looked beautiful. I don't know what type of game it is or whatever. Um, they Obsidian has a new game coming, which is essentially Honey, I Shrunk Your Kids. Nice. <laughs> Except it's some sort of, like, co-op survival game. There's a movie I haven't thought about in a very long time. Yeah, so we'll see how that ends up being. Um, they've already announced it, but there's that Bleeding Edge game from Ninja Theory, which is pretty much overwatch if overwatch was a arena fighting game um have there been any overwatch spinoff games no which is frankly amazing well like we talked about on the last show it feels like with overwatch they have left a lot of money on the table um i don't know they got a lot of problems over at blizzard yeah just a few well, I was talking to Erica about this. I don't think you were here. So, um, you know, we talked before about the whole thing with Blizzard where they completely blew that whole situation with the guy protesting against China and everything. We've mm-hmm. gone over this whole thing. At uh, BlizzCon, someone did an interview with Jeff Kaplan, who's a vice president within Blizzard, and he oversees Overwatch. That's his team, and he makes all the big decisions. And he said, if it were me, and it was my decision, and... When it comes to Overwatch League, he does get the final say on all the decisions when it comes to suspensions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If he said if it was Overwatch League, we wouldn't have suspended him at all and we wouldn't have taken his money. But And he was like, I'm happy they gave the guy his money back, but if it was me, I would take the suspension away, but it's not my decision. And I was like, wow, that's a guy who's very confident in his job, (laughs) you know? Like, that's a guy who knows I'm essentially unfireable. Well, and good for him for using that platform to speak up then. (laughs) There was an article this week on Kotaku that apparently they're trying to figure out a way to fix Anthem and they haven't given up on the game, Bob. Can you believe it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I, I guess my so the interesting thing about it was one of the things they cited was the turnaround of um, No Man's Sky into something people that took two years theoretically like to play um, yeah which is like that that is not that can't be a, a good model for video games um, and like how much money are you going to have to sink into it to get it to be what you want it to be 
Um, and are you going to ask the consumer for more money after you didn't deliver it all originally? Yeah. Right. It just, you know, it's like with No Man's Sky, it was a smaller developer. Um, and they didn't ask for more money. They didn't ask for more money. And um, it's, as much as a, there was a lot of bullshit with it, they seemed to believe in the product and they really wanted to go for it. Um, let us not forget that Bioware is owned by EA. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, every nothing seems right here. Well, speaking of No Man's Sky, when that came out on Xbox, I did finally play it. But again, this was after over a year of patching. You said it was pretty good, though. It was really good at that point. I can't speak to what it was at launch. Very boring. But when I played it, it was really good. Um, I did end up exploiting the shit out of um, item duplication, essentially, to get a really sweet ship. Nothing wrong with that, Because I want a really sweet ship. <laughs> I didn't want to play the $9 billion it would take to normally get the really sweet ship. <laughs> so, there was this bug, Bob. So, um, you never played No Man's Sky, right? I started playing it, and I was like, what is this game? And then I stopped playing it. Okay, so there was an item that you would basically put the item on the ground. It was like a little, like, um, cooking machine, essentially. I don't know. I can't remember what it was called. Um, and what you would do is put one thing in and after a little while of cooking, it would turn into something else. This would go for like a lot of the items in the game. Well, what you could do is put an item in. It would take anything, even things it couldn't affect. And I don't know if this bug still works or not. I'm guessing they fixed it by now. But what you could do is put like, say you put a really expensive item in that you got somehow and you put it into one of them. And then even though you would never have any need for more than one of these cookers, you would build two more. So you would take the next two and you would place them where they were sitting perfectly parallel to the other one. (laughs) And they would both be just barely touching it. And when you did that, when you did it all perfectly, the other two on the outside that should have no item in them would now have the really expensive item in them as well. <laughs> so what you would do, since they were all replicating off each other, is you could just keep pulling out of one of the items, like the middle one, and it would keep refilling itself. And so you would be making new items of the exact same copy out of thin air. It was glorious. <laughs> Because there's, like, some really cool ships, you know, like, there was, like, a ship in there that was pretty much, like, one of that, I don't know what the different Star Wars fucking ships are called, like a T-Wing or something, where, you know, like, you know the Star Wars... Can can we, like, just a minute, just one second? Come on. (laughs) I don't know what the Star Wars ships are called. (laughs) The one, okay... It's so weird to me, because it's so intrinsic, intrinsic, can't talk, that's how flustered I am, intrinsic to our everyday lives... (laughs) <laughs> that you're just like <laughs> it's very weird the t-wing <laughs> okay the what's the one what's the one that like boba fett would always fly around in that had the wings that Slave when it was one uh, it's the name of the ship does the ship itself like the class does that have a okay listen there was the, just listen to me there's the one it had a very like <laughs> tall like Design. We know exactly what you're talking about. His ship. And listen, and, it, and it, the wings would fold up when he would land, but then they would fold down to fly. Mm-hmm. What was that ship called? Oh, the um, the Imperial Shuttle. 
whatever. And either way, whatever the fuck it was called, there was a ship like that in No Man's Sky, but it was very rare and very expensive. So on the off chance I ever tripped and fell over one, I wanted to make sure I had enough money. There you go. Did you ever trip over one? I did. So there was a, what you could do was um, there was like a space dock essentially where like ships would constantly be coming and going from. And if you just sat there and waited, in theory, eventually the rare ships would show up. So you just like leave it sitting there and do whatever else while you're waiting. And, you know, an hour later, you would hope and pray you would notice that the ship you were looking for just landed. So could you jump on it, steal it then? No, it was like you would purchase it. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you would. You I want could the game where you can from steal the owner. it. That's called Grand Theft Auto. Well, I would also Space. say the game that they they kind of posited you would have been able to, but that game, well, I think it, it doesn't exist. I mean, that's the problem is with games like this, or like the promise of games like what what they try to go for is like this game where you can do anything, and it's like. No, I can only do the things you let me do. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a game. It would be real life. So, you know, you can't just do anything in and video I, games. I mean, I understand the, the, maybe the desire to kind of oversell and be like, yeah, well, maybe we'll do that stuff. Well, he was big time overselling. He was huge he was, overselling. He was full on Peter Molyneux in it. Yes, exactly. He was straight up lying in some instances, too. Maybe Peter. not so many words, but... So, these sweet ships. Yeah. Did you get to experience them from the inside, too? There was a first-person mode, if you cared about that. But, like, could you, like, walk around your ship? No, they weren't big enough for that. It was essentially just, like... all The, the idea with all the ships was, like, they were single-passenger... But there were different variations. So, like, one might be more of a fighter. Another one might be more of a cargo ship. But you would never, like, walk around in them. You know what game had a really sweet ship and you could walk around inside of it, too? And romance people. <laughs> it I always just, comes back to it, Alex. I just... Always. I wish that Bob had played any other video games <laughs> throughout his entire life. I mean, to be fair, he has. That's just no, the one no, that's, no. that's Erica, with him. Erica... I would <laughs> contend that Bob has never played anything but the three Mass Effect games. Well, I guess, though, in that vein, you could argue I have never seen any other movie aside from Pacific Rim with how much I talk about it. So Fair. And you've never watched any other television show, television show other than The Challenge. And The Shield. And The Shield, that's mm. fair. See, you've killed your own argument. I at least have two. I've played uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. You've never played that. You don't talk about that as much as you talk you've, about Mass Effect. You've though. never played Horizon Zero Dawn. I, but to be fair... I can attest he did because he didn't come to bed the weekend he did play. No, that's what he told you. But he was doing <laughs> something else. I don't know what he was doing. It's Bob. He was probably up to some fucking sick shit. But he wasn't playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Sick Shit. <laughs> See, now I, I choose Not to quite take as that. good as cowboy shit. No, not well, I mean, Alex, what is? I can I you could take that two ways. You could just be like, Wow, he's a real sick fuck. Or you could be like, Ooh, that's that's some sick moves on the mountain, <laughs> brah. 
I feel don't dirty. demean my people. I feel dirty if, having if, said that. Erica, if you could just talk in that tone of voice and that cadence, Alex, I would for have to just <laughs> ten minutes. I don't think I could. What do I have to do for ten minutes of snowboarding, bro, Erica? Ooh. I'd have to think about that. Let me mm. The best. Okay. The best was. Let me get back to you. When we were in Vermont years ago, we stopped at the Burton Snowboards factory. This was disgusting, Alex. And it was it was gross. I had I got a moment to it was Bob amongst his people to mm. sit and uh, speak with Sick one of shit. the guys in the shop. Different language. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like. <laughs> One time I went into a bowling pro shop and I just wanted to get some quick recommend. Hey, what bowling ball do you like? What's popular? You know, this guy, to his credit, proceeded to talk so nerdy about bowling for legitimately an hour <laughs> to the point where I was like, would it be rude if I just turned around and walked out? Because we're kind of having a conversation. <laughs> But I'm really not talking. He's more talking at it's me. It's more like I'm being lectured to about things I don't care about. <laughs> That's the worst. See, I, I like when it's like where you're actually are having like a conversation, but it's something that you both actively want mm-hmm. to be a part of. Like this wonderful podcast. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Or I went to uh, our local coffee shop this week and... Um, I hadn't seen the owner in a while, and uh, he was a huge Game of Thrones fan. And it, like, it was actually kind of funny, right after the finale, I guess he wasn't able to watch it, Night Of. He had legitimate signs up in the coffee shop being like, please do not talk about Game of Thrones, because people would ask him, like, oh, hey, what'd you think? You know, blah, blah. And he was like, I can't, we can't do that this week. So I hadn't really seen him or gotten a chance to talk to him until this week, and he was also disappointed. He thought Daenerys was done very dirty. Well, but as it was like a conversation, a bra- you know. As anyone with a brain might think. Yes, correct. Unless, of course, you were the producer of said show, producers, who I'm sure thought they created high art. Oh, they thought they nailed it, man. <laughs> nailed it. They finished. They were like, nailed it, dude. <laughs> I was out on the slopes, man. Nailed it, bro. Nailed it. I I don't appreciate. The demeaning of my people. Have you ever seen the episode of It's Always Sunny <laughs> where they tackle snowboarding bros? Yeah. Tackle them? No, they tackle it. Like, they tackle the topic. Oh, where they went to the mountain? Yeah. Yes. It was funny because Bob's like, oh, that, that's supposed to be the Poconos? No, that's like a legitimate mountain. That was actually Mammoth Mountain in California. I've, I know, Bob. He's wearing that shirt right now, actually. You're just, <laughs> actually, I am. <laughs> you're just proving my point. <laughs> I, it's actually a really good episode. It's all that funny. It, it was... I love those, like, episodes that are just... Because the whole show is tangent, the show. Yes. But... But when, they have ones that are, like, reality-breaking. Where they right. take them out of their element. Like when um, Dennis and... Who's who's the guy? Who's the gay guy? I can't remember his name. Mac. Mac. Thank you. When Dennis and Mac went to the suburbs, that's a great episode of television. <laughs> and Dennis, by the end, is having a psychotic break. <laughs> he has that moment. I, I think, believe he's imagining it, where he just strips completely mm-hmm. naked on the front lawn, 
and like they just start screaming at their neighbor mac mac just makes mac and cheese for him every night which by the way doesn't sound too bad to me but for a lunatic like dennis an issue what's your okay let me ask you a question what's your favorite mac and cheese my favorite i mean i'm gonna in terms of like a box you go buy at the store not just like something you make or something you get at a restaurant a box you buy at the store annie's yeah i would say annie's is pretty good annie's Mm. specifically the white cheddar Mm. you guys are wrong you going craft i'm going velveeta i have unfortunate connotations with velveeta pertaining to helping someone with a uh very dirty house who had uh, requested that uh, uh, one of our cousins and I drive to a uh, um, a grocery store a food library if you will and um, pick up like 10 pounds of Velveeta like just the cheese or the mac and cheese of cheese okay and the prospect of said person eating said Velveeta made me very sad but at least when you went to see said person, their clothes were on. Yes, they were. That's never happened to me. Because I have one word for you. Bustier. <laughs> I can tell you that if said thing were to happen to me, I would not be here having this conversation. I think at the very you. least you Oedipus yourself, right? You're jabbing your eyes out. Because everything you look at afterward will just be tainted. Oh, I would have killed myself. Yeah. I'm not even... Run right into traffic? Oh, yeah. The, the, it was right there, too. I could have killed myself. No okay. problem. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there would have been like that 10 seconds where there would have been no doubt in your mind you were making the right decision. You know, before your senses came back to this you. This is correct. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, we gotta and, watch and no one would episode. And no one would ever even speak ill of me, you know? Oh, no. If we knew why... No, like, it would just be like. Oh well, of course. <laughs> Duh. You'd actually, you'd actually hold me in high regard. Like we built a statue to Alex. <laughs> it's made of gold. It's funny because like one of our listeners will understand this. this no one this will. Reference. No one will. <laughs> we have to watch the suburbs episode before hey, we go to bed. Then are you all caught up on AEW? Did you watch on Wednesday? I did not. Oh, my fucking God. Well, one, I don't really have a way to watch anymore because we got Fuck. rid of the YouTube TV. And my my daughter is in the NICU, and I haven't really had a chance to watch, <laughs> unfortunately. Look, 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 look. I'm not going to make light of your situation. Apparently, I'm missing something. I'm missing However. Something. Yes. How dare you be behind on AEW, Erica? Fuck you. Sorry, and fuck you, too, for allowing this to happen. You have a VPN. There's no fucking excuses. You can get anything you want. I just haven't had a chance to sit down and look for it. So Okay, I will just summarize. Lay it on me. John Moxley, cut a hell of a promo. Nice. Chris Jericho, cut a hell of a promo. Was he wearing a fun blazer while he He did? was. Okay, outstanding. MJF came out cut a hell of a promo and then MJF and Jericho had a segment together where they had a back and forth delightful it was awesome you've not ruined my life Erica you've ruined your own yeah well way to go yeah that's that's about part there were some great matches 
I don't know what else to say. So the consistently good wrestling promotion has remained good. Yes. Okay. And you know what we can talk about? How about your boy, C.M. Punk? <sighs> Bob, uh, Bob had some thoughts on this earlier at the hospital, and I was like, hey, Bob, let's save this for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're not allowed to speak <laughs> about <laughs> this. Podcast. There are not microphones. Podcast. This is podcasting material. In a word, Alex, it's it's disappointing. But I mean, you know, if if that's the way you wanna you wanna do your thing, whatever. I uh, disappointing is is the way I would put it. I don't know what his situation is when it comes to money he has, how he's doing work wise, whatever. I don't know anything about that, but I will say it appears from everything they've said and I have no reason to disbelieve like Tony Khan or Cody Rhodes that they offered him a lot of money to come work for AEW so maybe he doesn't want to wrestle at all like maybe his body is just beaten to death well and from JR's comments um that seems to be part of it is like it sounds like this deal because he's not working directly for WWE. Right, he's working for Fox, but they're not hiring him without approval. Right. right. So, but because he's working for Fox, you know, he's only really going to be working the one night. Yeah, like it's the way Jay. He's working one night a week for AEW. If he were, but well, no, he'd probably. Well, yeah. I mean, there's only one night of television, but then there's the pay-per-views, and I'm sure there's more stuff going. Yeah, but the pay-per-views are like once a quarter. But either way, like, I don't, I don't know what what else there would have been. But it sounds like he wanted an easy schedule. Um, that's what Jr.'s comments made it sound like. And with what he's going to do for Fox, it sounds like he's got the schedule that he wants. Now, I still think it's. Like, it just—it's a bad look. Um, you after, spend all your waking moments shitting on WWE, right? Uh, end up flushing a friendship down the toilet. Uh, That's the saddest thing. They—they they essentially, uh, allegedly, fund a lawsuit against you through a doctor. Yep. Right. That probably drained you of way more money. Steal money from you, basically. Take money out of your pocket. Ruin a friendship. Yep. Serve you papers on the day of your marriage, lest we forget about that. Right. Yep. That was a just a total accident, I'm sure. Just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. So all that shit, I mean, I don't know what they gave him, but man, I hope it's worth it. And- I have seen snippets of that show. This is not one of those shows where it's not, I don't know. You know, obviously ESPN is going to only go so far as well, but it's not ESPN covering the NFL, you know? Right. It's not ESPN covering the NBA, which they have obviously relationships with, relationships with so they're not going to just sit there and just dump on them completely. Right. But when a player takes their helmet off and tries to beat another player to death with it, they're not going to pretend like it didn't happen. Right. They're going to be... Whereas this Fox show, you know, there's been the thing with Jordan Miles slash ACH that they're not covering that. Right. You know, there's been... um, 
There's something else. It's well, so they're not going to cover for his release. Yeah, they're not going to cover that. They're not going to cover the scumbaggery in Saudi Arabia. No, it's you propaganda. Know? The television show, right? So I don't know what they told CM Punk, but I find it very unlikely he's going to get to go on that show and give his real thoughts. Of course, he's not going to be able to. So and you if know, you're cool with that. I mean, hope you enjoy the paycheck, and I'll take. I'd take that sweet paycheck too. Don't get me wrong. I'd take the sweet page. You know, it's it's but, hard to shit on somebody for getting paid, but at the same time, it's like, given I, the circumstances... I hope he needs the money. Yeah. Because if he doesn't need the money, if he's sitting pretty, it just looks like you sold out, dude. Well, and it makes me wonder... Even if you don't need the money, or even if you really need the money, it looks like you're fucking sold well, out. Well, and it, what I wonder is if there's something deeper here going on, like, it, is he... Is this part of... Like him being able to get, uh, you know, wipe the basically wipe the record with WWE, um, and now that there is competition between the two with AEW, like he was just able to get more than what he he could have ever imagined between them. I don't know. But, but what is this maybe, show? It's like an hour a week. It's like a half hour, hour once a week, where they just you know sort of talk about WWE. So legitimately, how much money are you getting from that, though, is my question. I have no idea. And, and as much as, you know, we have love for the guy, and there are obviously people out there who still very much have love for the guy. Looks bad. Oh, it looks yeah. very bad, but is that like a bankable name? for? I'm not tuning in to watch CM Punk talk about WWE in a favorable light. That doesn't <laughs> no. interest yeah. me at all he's they'll have him like talk about the one thing he actually liked every week and he'll never get to speak on any of the other horrible segments it'll probably be something like that it's like i'm not he'll probably tell him you know i'm not gonna talk if if something's bad i'm gonna say it's bad so if you want me to talk about the stuff i liked i'll do that but if you bring up the fiend wrestling under a red light you know i'm gonna shit on it maybe he said something like that and so maybe he'll just get to only talk about the stuff he likes. I don't know. I'm never going to watch the show. No one so. watches the show. Erica, two weeks ago, it did 50,000 viewers. That's not even like the top 200 on that day. No. It's nothing. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't, it, you know, and, and what would what, so... You know, frustrating about it. You sit, there, you go back, you watch um, the the vi- the DVD they made, and um, you know his, his pod the podcast with uh, Colt, and it's like, you know, if for a guy who supposedly just loved wrestling, wouldn't you want to be with the promotion that actually loves also, wrestling? Loves wrestling. But I would also say he said himself that his experience with WWE beat the love of wrestling out of him. So you go back to that company? Oh, no, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. I mean, you can understand why maybe he wouldn't want to wrestle again because he's just kind of done with it and it's been a while and maybe he just doesn't feel like he'd have it in the ring anymore, but or he just doesn't have the passion anymore. I don't know why you would go back to w, like anything WWE adjacent at all. And also the other thing is... I find it hard to believe if he if if he went to if AEW came to him and they said, hey, we'd love to have you wrestle X dates a year. And he just told him, look, 
I don't want to do any more pro wrestling, but maybe we could find something else. Like maybe I could do commentary or something. Right. I have a strong feeling they would have found a place for him because if you remember, they only really put Tony Schiavone on commentary right before they started on TNT. Yeah. He was really just going to be like a backstage type thing. Um, so if he would have said, you know, prior to that, hey, I'd love to do commentary, which he's been very good at in the past. I have a hard time believing they would have said no. Cody would have they would have found a spot for him. So just for some reason, he just seems to not like the AEW people or the management or whatever and doesn't want to work with them and would rather work with uh, Mr. Blood Money, which is crazy to me. I, you know, there's there's one thing after after Punk left, there was, uh, you know, they did one. I think Austin, they did one of those things on the network where like Austin was interviewing Vince and. There's one thing Vince said that stuck out in my mind as probably being true, which is he said, you know, Punk is a poor communicator. Um, and I can see that. Like, he's very, he's very, he, like, he's certainly very vocal and um, he's not afraid to, you know, say anything, but I... I, I get the I get the impression of Punk that he's just like he's he's not he's not willing to he's not as willing to work with people. Um, none of that explains why he went back. No, it doesn't. But I mean, and I don't anything that comes out of Vince McMahon's face. It's just I take it with a grain of salt. But you know, I I like I said, it's like the one thing that in that interview that kind of I was like, yeah, I could see that. Um, because I could definitely see a scenario where, you know, he's talking with AEW and they're, they're not able to find a happy middle ground because, you know, he's just kind of a dick, but I don't know. Yeah. Cause he is, let's be honest. Punk oh, is a, a huge asshole. A dick. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's would be. Um, well, I also think I don't he'd think be he one of the first argue. people to tell you, yeah, I am kind of a dick. Right. Yeah, it just seems so strange to me because I really, to me, you could have seen an easy avenue for him to be working there in some capacity, and his wife to be working there in some capacity because they could really use her. Um, you know, they don't have the strongest women's division at all. No. So. Maybe, you know, I mean, look, his wife could still end up working there. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, but it's it just seems like such a strange decision. Yeah, I I don't know. And, you know, he certainly doesn't uh, owe anyone an explanation. I it just it's just confusing. Um, And it's like, well, and I think it goes to show you like. Another reason not to get too attached to people because, you know. Everyone always lets you down in the end. Yeah. It's, you know, so. Yep. I've had the experience many times with Bob. The dog? Bob the dog is too pure for this world, Robert. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you're absolutely right. Like, you're like, you you should never hold any in, in the realm of celebrity 
up to any kind of scrutiny because almost always you there's something that's going to disappoint you Mm -hmm. i'm waiting for what's whatever is going to eventually come out about keanu reeves feels like there's gonna be something doesn't there? there's gotta be right there's gotta be something like what's we'll, he what's we'll, he what does he get up to I don't know. he's got to get up to something there's I mean, something there's got to be something you would think no one is that maybe, good of a person maybe that whole thing that people said was proven false the whole pizzagate thing maybe he was at the head of it that. was actually him yeah it was keanu reeves the whole time running the child mm, sex pizza. trade in the pizza basement pizza restaurant basement the pizza basement that didn't exist yeah whatever <laughs> whatever He's even dating he like to. an age-appropriate woman. Yeah. That's insanity. Yeah, because I'm sure you could easily find some 25-year-old You're supermodel. You're Keanu fucking Reeves. Of course he could. But no, he's dating like a, a artist in like her 40s or something with like gorgeous gray hair. There's got to like, be. There's got to be something. Dude. There's got to be something. I always like that. I think I've said, repeated this before on this podcast, but... I always like that story that Kenny Omega told that um, Kenny Omega is just hanging out in some random restaurant in Japan one day and there walks in Keanu Reeves. He's like there looking at like locations or something and Kenny's looking at him and he's like, I'd like to go over there, but I don't want to bother the guy while he's you eating. You want to be that guy, right? Um, and Keanu Reeves has no fucking idea who Kenny Omega is, you know? Can but, we can we exist in a in a plane of existence though? Where they do. Where Keanu does know who Kenny Omega is. <laughs> and, and is a huge so, like wrestling fan. So Kenny's sitting there and he's eating. He doesn't want to bother him. And then Keanu Reeves just walks over and he's like, hey, I saw you were looking at me and I just, you know, was wondering if you'd like an autograph or a picture or anything. Like who does that? <laughs> who does that? And Kenny's like, yeah, that'd be great. You know, right. sorry for staring, but sure. Um, and they talked for a little bit, and he went on his way. And it was just like, when do you ever hear about something like that? You don't. You don't. Like, if if, if George Clooney walked into a restaurant I was in, and I just stared at him, he wouldn't just walk over to no, me. No, your, your security he, guard yeah. would come over and punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah. Well, and George Clooney isn't just walking in the front door of, like, any restaurant. Yeah. There's, like, private dining for him. He doesn't eat with the common people like Keanu does. <laughs> Keanu Reeves, hero to the people. Yeah, he is Canadian. That probably explains some of it. Maybe. Oh, so maybe him and Kenny Omega had like the Canadian, um, like he, the they, vibe. They could sense it. They could, yeah. and he was like, "It's like that one scene in It's Always Sunny when they're in the restaurant and they're like across the uh, the restaurant from each other. They're just like the <laughs> cats. They can like sense each other. <laughs> Every- <laughs> everything comes everything comes back to Mass Effect for you and everything goes back to it's always sunny for Erica. Not, okay, first of all, no, don't try. Everything it. goes back it? to Mass Effect. See, I'm not I'm not fighting it, Bob. Just let it wash over you. Let yeah. it wash over you like the truth that it is. I'm making a hand waterfall motion at Robert right now. Can we talk about the shitty season of the challenge? Yet Before no? we do that, I have a question. God damn it. What's your question? Do we have cookie dough mix? That container has cookies on it as like the stock photo. And I'm just thinking about if later on, Robert, you would like to go and purchase us how, some cookie dough. Like I could I could the demolish smell, a tube of cookie the dough right smell now. Smell of cook like warm cookies right now. How amazing that would oh, be. Oh, so you want to bake them. I, I just want the tube. Please. No, no, no. They have to be cooked. No, they don't. What type <laughs> of 
inconsiderate <laughs> asshole brings up making cookie dough after someone's going to leave. That's so wrong, Bob. <laughs> you can stay. I got to say, that was a pretty douchey move, Bob. There's an Xbox downstairs. This is ridiculous. You could just, you know. You know what I'm going to do? Log on. Take j- Just just shut up for a moment, Bob. <laughs> you inconsiderate prick. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do to better your life? I'm going to go home and take a picture of a chocolate chip cookie recipe I have. And when you make this, you're going to realize that I'm the smartest person you know. Did you create the recipe? No, but I found it. (laughs) I just really want to eat a tube of cookie dough now. (laughs) What's your favorite thing to eat uncooked or not heated up that you really should cook or heat up? Oh, cookie dough. Yeah, I'm probably... Like, whenever I'm feeling, like perfect example so after uh the election in 2016 uh that night i uh what happened on that night bad night that night i uh after talking to some girlfriends and talking each other off the ledge i had a sad shower which consisted of uh whiskey uh uh, orchata uh an orchata liqueur that we have uh very cold water and a spliff of very 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 old skunky weed um, Bob actually came in and was like, "Did someone die?" Yeah, right there, champ. Uh, everything okay? You're not gonna slit the old wrists there, are you? So the next day at work, uh, they actually sent me home because I was in a mood. And on my way home, I was like, "You know what's gonna make me fucking feel better today? I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna play Resident Evil fucking four. But before I get there, I'm gonna get a giant thing of fucking chocolate chip cookie dough." And I'm going to demolish that fucker. What'd you do at work to get sent home? I was being very crabby. Wow. Don't you wish you could do that sometimes? Yeah, it would be nice. Oh, wow. He said yes. I was giving him an opportunity to be like, I would never. That's not true. Anyone given the opportunity to get sent home for being crabby would take it immediately. That's like like once every like three years kind of thing. Like... Like oh, they, they, no, we. You, you need just to just go, go home. Just go home. Just go home. You go it's home. Fine. Take an angry nap. It's fine. Do what you're gonna go do. Home. But Sleep. raw cookie dough, Alex, is my my very long and convoluted answer to that question. What about um before you cook the brownie mix? Nah, I'd rather go cookie dough. By the way, is there anything that's been packaged up more perfectly than brownie mix? No. Like. You know, you could go buy, like, various chocolate chip cookies that are prepackaged and you have to bake them yourself mm-hmm. or whatever. And there might be some debate about that. It's like, brownie mix is just, like, perfect, you know? I mean, it's not as good as, like, you know, getting one in a bakery or something. Well, I mean. But. It's nice to know that, hey, I want some fucking brownies and you're about a half hour away from pretty good brownies. <laughs> yeah. But I have had, you know, the raw, like, brownie dough. I have definitely had raw cake dough. Or batter, I should say. But cookie dough, man. Cookie dough. Yeah, I agree. Mm, Take batter. All right. Mm. I am ready. Yeah, let's not talk about our disgusting food habits. To hear you (laughs) talk about this latest episode of the challenge. You know what, Alex? Let's start with the positives. Okay, let's start with the positives. All right. Good elimination. Tori ran over jenny like she wasn't even there i was like 
amazing. <laughs> it was a good everything aside, all the dumb bullshit aside. It was a good elimination because you saw Tori is just a fucking beast. And when she ran her over, they cut to the other women, and they were like, "Oh fuck! Oh no! What what have we done?" <laughs> well, uh, you, I, if, I you're, if you're D and Kaylee, you're sitting there going, "All right, well, fuck." This was Please a uh, not physical I, elimination I, 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 against I, I, Tori. I, I, I had a nice time here, but um. <sighs> All right. So now the rest of the episode. <laughs> um. I, I will say before we get it, just to to finish on that elimination, um, that is why you fucking need good women on this show, because you I want more eliminations like that. I want that those you know good challenges. Like think about it. I, I know we were texting a little bit last night uh, with Jenny, and it's like think about like how awesome that would have been with Laurel, like. Jenny, who is an amazingly athletic person, she doesn't. She's she's not combat. She's not combative though. She's not like she's not a fighter. Um, you could tell when during the elimination when she came up on Cam, the challenge, was, the challenge. Who was being the defender? Yeah, she's. She didn't really. She like stopped and was like, I don't know what to do. Laurel would have like ran into her yeah. head fucking first. Think of think of Tori v Laurel in that wall brawl. That would have been one for the ages. Yeah. Um, but then of course my mind goes immediately to the complete opposite side of that and have like Tori V Kara. Oh, that would make me so happy because Kara, this is exactly how that elimination would have played out. Okay. Tori would have ran Kara over twice. And then afterwards we would have got to hear Kara whine about, Oh, well she won cause she's bigger than me. And it would have fucking brought such joy into my life. Erica. She's not on next season, right? No. Okay, good. No Kara, no Polly next season. How? Like, do you want to know the rumor why? Lay it on me. So, you know, when people, and this is hard to imagine, but when people go on the show, they have to take some sort of, they think of, they have them see like a therapist and they have to take like some sort of like psychological exam. Because you're going to be psychologically destroyed in the house. Right. Yes. So you have to be able to pass these. And apparently, for this upcoming season, Paulie could not pass his. That's the rumor. Wow. Which seems amazing. <laughs> but Paulie couldn't pass his, and I guess Kara was mad, so she said she wasn't doing the season. Oh, shucks. Which brings me great joy. So, and here's that, the if que- that's true, that's amazing. Here's the question. What's wrong with you? That you can't pass a psychological exam to get on the challenge where everyone's crazy. Look, just look at Polly. Oh, look at Polly. I mean, honestly, when you were saying psych exam, I thought it, you were going to say Kara. I did as well, yeah. But, like, Polly's a, uh, Polly is a sociopath. He's like a chameleon. He just adapts to the situation he's in. Like, when he needs to go to... Uh, Jordan and Tori's engagement party. He's best friends with them. He loves them. I'm so happy for you, man. Congratulations. And then he goes to Kara and he's like, completely different person. <laughs> like, he's a fucking chameleon. Yep. And me, so I want to talk about that because fuck Kara. Just 
She's the worst. Go fuck yourself. Even if you think it's a work. Shut up. Sh- just shut up. You shut go to the, the party, up. put on a smile. Like it's, it's one in, I think I brought up with both of you in the last week. Like there hasn't been a house party this season. We were talking about that while we were watching the show. Like how, like I can't think of a season of the challenge that there hasn't been a house party. <laughs> Remember when battle of the bloodlines started with yes. like a three day 36 hour a party coke or fuel 36 hour party <laughs> that was us, amazing and gave us one of tony's greatest moments ever where oh. he's got that girl pushed up against the railing and he's like i can't do this it's so wrong but let's go fuck in the bathroom anyway but it's gonna feel so good and i was like hashtag tony time. only a guy as attractive as tony could get away with this like, seriously, but, but you know there there hasn't been a house party. Like you can tell, nobody on this season is having anything that resembles fun. No, this is no. a miserable fuck season. Um, and like it's just it's not appealing. Like the drama is over the top. Um, it's the drama is so fucking stupid. Yeah, it's just. I don't idiotic. think it's over the top. I think people are reacting appropriately. It's just to the dumbest shit. It, ever. Right, it's a lot of stupid shit. Like, but. can we talk about this grand plan to throw in D? Okay, I got something to say about that. Yes, I am not convinced. I am convinced that okay, well they're fucked. They're all idiots. So none of this is gonna. Let me preface this. None of this makes any sense. <laughs> They're all nothing. But, nothing at but, all of this made any sense. I think, based on the confessionals we saw, that Team Bigger Idiots, Team UK, they did want to vote in D. And I believe they wanted to vote in D the whole time. For whatever fucking reason, they wanted to do this, okay? And I think Team US agreed that they would. But... When Team UK put in Tory, I guarantee you Team US said, we're going to tell them we're voting in D. We're voting in Jenny because we're getting rid of one of your two good women. I think that's what happened. And when they cut to, because there were two confessionals. One, they cut to Rogan and he says, oh, I just couldn't do it. Bullshit. I think that was him covering his ass. The confessional that they used at some random point in the show that I think was actually in reaction to this was when CT said, this is starting to feel like a one-sided relationship. I ah. More... But uh, when they showed uh, that, I lost my fucking mind on the couch. I because was like, it's been one-sided the whole time. Where the fuck have you been? So the reason I think he said that, though, was because he was reacting to when they voted in Jenny. I think that was their reaction to no, that. Uh, no, I And they showed that. it at a different point. I gotcha, because they're trying to make something of it, right? Because it's just like, yeah, yeah, you stupid fucking idiot. Yeah. It's, it's one-sided. been one-sided the whole time. Well, and now look at that team. You've got Tori, uh, Kaylee, and D on the for the women on that team. Like Kaylee is useless. She's worse than useless because you're gonna have to drag her through whatever you get to deal with. Um, I mean this in the nicest way I could possibly say it. Kaylee's a fucking joke. Yeah, like. What can she do? Name one thing. Like, 
That's going to get her through a final? Ashley isn't like the greatest athlete of all time, but Ashley's fucking smart. And if you put a puzzle in front of her, she's going to knock that shit out probably faster than anyone. Right. Kaylee has nothing. She's not athletic. She's not in shape. She's not smart. She's a total puppet nothing. She's just Cam's little bitch. That's what's so annoying about all of this, Alex, is that a lot of them are puppet nothings. Like, you you exist only as a number, and the instant that they are done with you... Rogan thinking he has any say in the game is spectacular levels of stupidity. Like... The yeah. way this whole thing just blew up in their faces, I was just like, what did you think was going to happen? Well, that's the thing. You can't even enjoy the fact that it blew up because it was so stupid in the first place. Like, if they, if Team UK would have voted in Kaylee, okay, and then Team US then would have been like, okay, we'll just go along with this and vote in D because you're getting rid of an idiot either way. Like, they're not voting in Tori or Jenny in that one because... Especially once they see what the elimination is. Because if you vote in Kaylee and they want you to vote in D and then you see that it's Hall Brawl, there's no way they're voting in Jenny or Tori to go against Kaylee because she's just going to get steamrolled. But if you vote in D, it's like, who knows who will win? D will probably win and whatever. We could say we held up our end of the agreement, you know? Right. Well, and herein lies what also bothers me because as, as we know, the only currency on the challenge that's worth a fuck is your word. And everybody that is still, with the exception of maybe one or two people that is still on this show, I wouldn't trust the fucking word that comes out of your face in the next well, season. okay, let's think about it. I think, George, I'm trying to think of the people who I think have done what they said they're going to and haven't gone back on anything. I think Jordan has. I think Tori has. Well, all the stupid shit that Jordan's done, like with the stuff with the draw that one season, he said he was going to do that. He, he did, did it. it. Right. It was dumb, and you lost. If you had won, it would have been all-time great challenge moment, but you lost. It was still all-time great. It was It was pretty glorious, but... Not for him. Sa- he said what he was going to do, and he did it, and he had... It, where do you think of um, Jordan? He has consistently done what he said he would do. I think Josh has said what he was going to do, and he did it, for the most... For anything I can remember. Not that he he's a, he's a material to the game, but he has kept his word that I that we've seen mm-hmm. um I would say Leroy pretty much has because all he said from the beginning is that he's going to protect Nani and I don't agree with the decisions he's been making but he has protected Nani up until this point I think the most frustrating thing re Leroy is that if he had just voted opposite the, the poly block this would have been a very different season mm-hmm. yeah and it's like what are you what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? It's just I know Johnny ain't there to protect you and you're not Well, cuz he cuz he come on. You know, he's thinking with the little head. That's all it is. That's all it comes down to. Cuz he just wants to be with Cam. He, in, but look at the game. Like you know, and he went on a rant in this episode about it's been 11 seasons and you know, what do we have to show for? It's like okay, if that's important to you, then you got to play the fucking game smarter. Because I would also say you have to go and learn how to swim. Yes, there's that. Oh, did you see that preview for next week? I cannot yes. wait for because Alex, okay. Alex, this episode ended, and I'm like, I think I'm done. I'm just gonna come back for this. You saw final. that preview? Then they showed the preview, and I'm like, Oh, Erica's back next week, baby. <laughs> okay, the preview for next week was it looks like 
the worst man they're doing some sort of swimming challenge and it looks like the most they're going to be paired off i don't know how they're going to do this because the teams don't have even numbers like team uk has one more woman or no one more man than they have women and i think team us has one more women woman than they have man something like that yeah so i don't know if there's going to be a cross team pairing for this or if they're just going to pull names out of a hat now i don't think that's going to happen because we saw paulie and cara together and i don't think that happens unless they're allowed to pick teams right that would yeah. seem like that would be getting unbelievably lucky but that's going to be a very interesting one if one if two women and two men are eliminated at the end of this one from each team because there are a lot of bad swimmers left yep. like Kara can't swim ninja uh ninja can't fucking swim at all kaylee can't swim d can't swim leroy uh leroy can't swim um D can't swim. Like, I think Ashley can swim. I know Tori can swim. <sighs> like, there are a lot of bad swimmers. Yeah. I don't think Josh is... I mean, Josh is okay, I guess. I am so looking forward to so, next week. So, I mean, crazy shit might happen. Who I knows? hope it does. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen because she's on... Because Cara Maria is just living her life right now and everything is going her way for the most part. But, oh my God. You know... If Cara got eliminated next week on a performance thing in that swim the joy it would bring into my life oh Erica. yeah it would I redeem mean, the season i'd be the happiest i've ever been but alex everything isn't going your way as her confessional after tori won the wall brawl revealed wall brawl uh hall brawl <laughs> you know she just can't catch a break yeah she's just fucked it it just it's coming from such a place of terror because she knows if she she's never gonna get she's not gonna see an elimination that's just not gonna happen. But if something were to happen, and Tori and Kara end up in elimination together, oh, I'd love to see it. If they make it some dumb puzzle bullshit, I'm gonna mad. be so mad. Yeah, it better be like, here's the stick. Go tear it out of the other person. I was just going to say it needs to be that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good one. Hannah told me she doesn't like that one. I'm like, that's the best one. That's the best one. <laughs> like, easily, that's the best one. I was one. like, don't you remember? Speak, if you want to go back and watch Kara get lit up, remember when Emily and Kara did that one? Oh. And Emily tossed her around like a fucking ragdoll? That would be Tori. I mean, Tori's Tor not the uh, freak athlete Emily is, but... She's close. I'd like to but see it. But Tori, Tori gets good fucking pissed off. I'm going to go and oh, destroy she gets, something. She gets that I, I, Berserker. I anger. Yeah, yeah. Dude, what, what, I'm telling you. Okay, we got to go back to it. When she ran over Jenny, <laughs> I wish what I want is I wish they would have had a camera that's just set up on everyone. Just show me like a, the two-minute video of the cast reacting to that elimination in real time. Because I guarantee you, no matter who anyone wanted to win, when Tori ran over Jenny, I guarantee you, CT probably jumped 15 feet in the air because he loves that type of shit. Well, and he seemed very enthusiastic in his, uh, in his oh, confessional yeah. about he, it as well. When he went, when he goes, he had like two great lines. He goes like, there's a new choo-choo train in town and it's Tori or something like that. It's like, thank you for the callback, CT. I'm still <laughs> mad at you for this episode, but thank you for the callback. And then when he goes, you know, something about like, we got to figure it out now because Jenny's gone after... Tori committed first-degree murder or something <laughs> like that. 
Here's the thing, though. You're you you have weakened greatly weakened your team. Oh, that Again. team is fucked. Again, right? Because it's, it's. I'm telling you, there's going to be something because if they eliminate two people off of each team, the numbers are still the same. So they're going to have to. There has to be something coming because if you look at like a final, if you eliminate two people off each team, now you're down to five people on Team UK. And there's still like I don't know, ten people on Team US or a something lot of like people that. On Team US still. Just for the next season, you need there needs to be some sort of. No, you know we haven't talked about what a big fucking idiot Rogan is enough yet here. What did you think was going to happen when you voted in one of your best, your best woman, the best woman on the whole? Oh, I'm show. talking about the whole D shit. Like what? What did you did you think you were gonna come through this unscathed? Did you think that this was gonna work out okay? What did you think was gonna happen? He wasn't thinking. No, he's no, and so this he was being manipulated. You know, Rogan to this point has amused me in a weird way. I don't, I can't really explain it. No, but, he has been amusing. But, I, I will give you that. But yes. you know, th- this episode was it was just like this is so unbelievably stupid and uh the you know and then he had ct go up and talk to her or talk to d that was because it's like you know what dude if you're gonna if you're gonna like do this one you need to be the one that's throwing the fucking challenge and two you need to be the one that's going up and like saying yeah i did this well here's the other thing why throw it so blatantly because you, probably well, you said they gonna, could find, right? You pro- well, that's they're supposed to be. I don't know. Um, based on what Laurel said, you know, who knows what's true or isn't true. But, um, and also, it's not like Team US needs help beating you. That's the other thing, right? Like, you were going to lose anyway. Let's be real here. I, I, I just. But don't even just the, the concept it. of the throwing of the challenge. I don't want to see that. I'm just happy that there's finally going to apparently be a week where performance is going to matter. Because up until now, this whole season, performance hasn't mattered at all. Not really, no. So there's there's currently 11 people on Team US. And there's seven on Team UK. One, two, three. There's three four, women and four men. Five. I'm counting five. No, there's Rogan, Joss, CT, Jordan. Yeah. Oh, Tori, I'm, yeah, you're D right. And Kaylee. You're right. No, th- this this thing is stupid, and it's showing it's showing where they are currently. It's dumb. Yeah, you're, you're right. Um, fuck, fuck, they're stupid. Well, and the I I don't know. I'm wondering, is there going to be like, are people going to get eliminated in this challenge, and then will there be an elimination on the episode as well? Probably. I mean, we'll see what ends up happening. Well, because we're at this was episode twelve. Uh, We're getting close. So you the seasons have been going typically to sixteen. We gotta the herd needs to be culled. Um Yeah. Eh. I just you know, in some there was something Jordan said in this episode um that made me wonder something because I think we've been we've in a, in a couple of times we've talked about this season on the podcast. One of the things we've brought up a couple of times is like that they've been you know, if they'd only played the team to their actual teams, um, it would have been a lot better. But, you know, we could understand that they've been set up to believe that there's going to be a twist. 
in every season, and so they were trying to just knowing what you know of the challenge. There's usually some so something w- w- something. Jordan had a little offhand comment in the middle of the episode that was like, you know, they sat us down and they told us this is these are the teams. This is the teams. This is what you're gonna do. So if they had, if production did sit them down and say that to them, it's all even stupider. Yeah. I don't remember him saying anything like that. It was when they were on the boat coming back after CT threw the challenge. Oh, yeah, no, it was it was a really me. offhand comment. And it, it was actually kind of, if it wasn't for them wanting to get in that, uh, that comment from CT of just take the L, um, they probably would have cut it because that, that I, I don't know, I, I could of course be reading into it more into but jerking it. the curtain back a little bit but yeah but you know it's like th- it, this is it's just so frustrating because of course like i get you have the alliance but look at how many people are left you're you're close to the end at you're at the point where they're going for the kill you know and it's well i think you could argue though this week that team us made the correct move they absolutely did there is no question that they made the right decision. We should be throwing in the strongest people. Oh, it's not. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, I very strongly dislike Kara and Polly because of the way they're acting. But Kara and Polly have run a masterclass of winning a challenge so far. For the most part, there's I been mean, some stupid shit. They have. They're just lucky they're, they have the numbers on their. Side. They have, well, they have the numbers, and they've manipulated a ton of idiots into voting their way on the other team to their own detriment. So you have to always be impressed by people who get other people to vote against their own interests. Well, for sure. And here's the thing. Rogan wanted to make this deal and he went to Pauly. Pauly was not on the tribunal. Like, so, um, and how, what a perfect out for Pauly. Cause he can be sitting there, you know, Saying, oh, yeah, what he said, you know, I'll do my best to convince Leroy. So, you know, he's he's kind of got his hands off it so he can maintain right, his fault. alliance. I didn't do anything. Uh, but it's like if, if when, when I'm not going to say if when they make another fucking stupid decision next week or the week after, it's just going to be like. You guys just deserve anything you get now. I can't wait until somehow Jordan finds a way to carry Team UK kicking and screaming to a final win. And then they get to talk about what geniuses they were. Jordan, I think, was smart. I, I do still think that they were smart to get off of Team US. Yeah, you I had to so. try something. Because they know they're getting thrown in every time anyway. Well, Either in, way, wherever you go. And it's just like, I don't want to share money with these fuck sticks, so fuck off. I'm going to the other team. Well, and realistically, it was a really good decision. For Jordan, it's more of a hard path. In a, I mean, either way, he's going up against strong guys. There's not really that many weak guys other than maybe like Josh. We don't know how Rogan will be in a elimination. Rogan, Rogan's nothing. We have no idea. I, we'll just, I'll just say we have no we idea. We don't. We don't have any data. We know that if you get CT in certain types of eliminations, you're in big trouble. You're done. If you get Joss in certain types of eliminations, you're in big trouble. Um, same thing for Zach. And, you know, eh, Paulie's been pretty bad in eliminations, actually. I mean, yeah, he's been terrible in eliminations for the most part. 
very bananas like in that regard Mm -hmm. um you don't want to see leroy again in anything that's physical so but if you're tori it's a really good decision because jenny was unproven and kaylee and d are jokes so well and i'll take tori against anybody on the uh, american side too yeah the only the only thing i would say if it was tori versus ashley and it was a puzzle elimination tori's in big trouble um that would be right up ashley's wheelhouse mm-hmm. <sighs> no but then there was even the thing with the tribunal when after uh uh tory left and they were sitting there and they're like we all have to vote the same way why why well i think i think cam's i think what cam was saying was let's just present a united front that way you don't look like you're doing your own thing but why does that matter at this point i know but that's what it just drives me crazy because it's like, well, that hasn't been because well, Nani. When it comes to the women, the Nani, Nani's on the low end of the totem pole, no matter what. No, Nani can read the writing on the wall. She knows what's going to happen, so she's like, it's, "Fuck you! Why should I do that? Go to I mean, hell." The only thing I'll say for Nani is, as long as Leroy sticks to protecting her, that Leroy does have the threat of saying, "If you go after Nani in a vote, I'm going to swing the votes." So Leroy does have that threat. That he can hang over their heads. But how's he swinging the votes now? Well, but I'm saying, well, now I don't know. But Nani's fucked. All he can do is just say, "I'm not voting," or say some random person's name. Okay, so what are the what are the alliances? You have Nani, Josh, Zach. Is that it? Yeah. Who else is in their alliance on that side? Nobody. No, that's it. Oh, so they're fucked. Right. Yeah. No, they they, they don't have the numbers. Um. Now to now Zach at least Zach's been riding the line too though. Zach's been riding the line and um and Zach at least um you know he's an imposing enough force that you don't want to go up against him in elimination. Um cuz cuz you got Polly, Lee, Zach, is there another guy? Josh. And Josh. And you have five women. You, you ne- have you have Ninja, Cam, Kara, Ashley, and Nani. Can Cam go home? Cam's way overhyped too. I don't understand why some of the women are afraid of Cam. I don't know. Why she's never done anything. No, no. And this this shit this time where she came over and she's like Leroy, you can't be talking to these people. I had no time for that. Fuck that. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Leroy wants to sit there and talk to them. That's fine. Well, and Leroy, all he was saying was like, look, we have the numbers and we're going to win. And to be fair, that's true at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and- but the way that the teams are kind of shaking out, though, and just the stupid way that... I, I don't know. I don't know that Team US wins. And I don't... If we get a swim challenge next week, I don't think Leroy makes it out of next week. Yeah. It's very possible he doesn't, especially depending on who he gets paired with and who is it random? Do they get to pick their teammates? How does this end Could up happening? Could Leroy get paired with Kara? Oh, well, it looked like Polly and Kara were Polly and Kara are on a team, I think. Cuz they showed can Polly I just, can you pulling just leave, Kara out of the can water. Can you just leave me to imagine? But then I would also say if they get to pick, then Leroy might end up with Cam, and I don't know what kind of swimmer Cam is. Well, Leroy might end up with something, someone bad no matter what, because right. you got to think about whose brain is currently functioning. So if Polly and Kara are going to pair up, they're gone. They're off. 
Uh, then I would think it would be something like Zach. There's no way Zach's going to want to pair with Ninja voluntarily because he knows. Yeah. No. Um, so he might pair with, it might be Ashley or Nani. And if he pairs with Ashley, they're probably fine. Especially if there's like a puzzle at the end because then Zach can just, that's probably actually what's going to happen is Ashley's going to think to herself, I'll just do it with Zach. He's going to do the physical stuff. Right. And I'll do the puzzle at the right. end and we'll be right. fine. Um, yeah, if if Leroy gets paired up with, say, Ninja or Cam or Nani, we don't know what's going to happen because Leroy can't swim that well. No. Um, we already know D can't swim. Yep. And so Ninja there's a lot of... There's Yeah, Ninja. She was so bad they thought she was throwing. That was hilarious. That was fucking hilarious because it's just like what swimming's not that hard okay you kick your feet you rotate your body that's the thing you see some of these people on this show and you're like you guys are also like athletic how can you not swim i yeah i i don't get you know it's like if you're gonna be on the challenge there's like a handful of things you gotta get good at in advance you gotta be able to run you gotta be able to swim well and you hear them talk about they train. You have to actively train for this shit. Yeah. Especially, you know, and, and throughout the week or throughout the, the weeks leading up to the final, um, you know, you need all that athleticism still. But I mean, there's a lot of goofy shit, too. Like, and that's what, you know, Johnny was always so good at. It's like he just happens to be good at figuring out how to do a weird thing no one else has done before and no one else will ever do again in the yeah, history. figure it out really fast and and just figure out the mechanics behind it um but you know once you get to a final you're you're you need the endurance it's almost always an endurance battle and you're, you're with puzzles and mixed and there yeah. is a darn good chance you're gonna have to swim at some point swimming hasn't been traditionally a huge part of finals like it might it might start off where it's like oh we drop you in a lake and you got to swim somewhere yeah but there hasn't really been like a shitload of swimming probably no. just because from a logistics standpoint it's probably hard to film but there have been multiple challenges in seasons where you do yes. have to swim oh yes, yes, yes. yeah it's something that you that should, happens regularly. you should have in your repertoire and the and fact it, that people don't become on the show well, is shocking to me I understand. I think swimming is one of those things that's probably a lot easier to learn when you're a kid. And if you didn't learn it when you were a kid, it could be a little bit of a struggle. But you should be able like once you know what you're getting into, you got to go take like a couple of weeks of a swim, like a basic swimming class. You got to Yeah, you just have to have a few weeks where just, you embrace just so you it. can fucking do a basic fucking swim. You have to go embrace it every morning. Just go swim. And, and that's get your better thing. at it. They always have a pool. They always yeah. have a pool. Just swim from one end to the other. Well, I think Polly even says it in the preview. Yeah. He's like, next time there's a pool in the house, just fucking swim every day, please. Or something to that effect. Polly's the worst boyfriend, by the way. Yeah. Like, every time she's mad, not that I'm defending Kara for being a bitch or anything, but whenever she does some bitchy shit, he always sides against her. He openly, in front of other people, will say that she's not as not the best woman. It's like... Dude, could you have your girls back? Thanks, babe. Polly is a huge piece of shit, is what that comes down to. Yeah, he is. Oh, just like... fuck. Sorry, I'm just on fuck Kara. So, like, 
even if you think it's a work, you still go to the party, you put on a face, and you say, "I'm happy for you." Or you lie. I'm t- you know I'm tired, not feeling too great tonight. Thanks. Congratulations. Fuck Cara. She's the worst. I'm so glad she won't be on the next season. I think that's the perfect ending to this episode. Fuck Cara. <laughs> that's it. That should be the new sign off. No, I like our sign off. Mm. We have a, our, we have a good sign off, Alex. But fuck Kara. And hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production.